0: In a world where two men with nothing better to do start a
1: podcast.
0: Discussing the pop topics of today, tomorrow, but mostly yesterday. Pop 5 Podcast is brought to you by Fear the Gaming Dead and Groovy Dude. And this, this time, they made business. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pop 5 Podcast. I am Groovy Dude and with me as always is Fear the Gaming Dead. What's up everybody? Hello again. We are together for the first time recording this in one location. We decided today that it was just too damn hot at my apartment. <laughs> just too damn hot. so we could not stay there any longer than we had to. But we had to record this. So, packed up the microphone, brought it to his place, which has AC all over the place. Two of them? Yeah. <laughs> 85 degree weather, man. And we are recording here, finally, on this uh, this episode that, uh, I don't know about you, but similar to last week, this was a tough one, for me anyway. I know it's
1: much tougher <laughs> for you than last week. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, your last week took you about three weeks to put together. I won't lie, I... I was still struggling up until probably I left for your house on yeah. what exactly I was going to put on here.
0: I mean, I, I'm I'm still kind of like, do I really want that on there? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm I've got
1: my list. I'm sticking with it. See, this is we do. This is why we do top five, not top ten. Top ten's exactly. way too easy.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into uh, sports of the week. Uh, sports Uh, so the Red Sox are red hot right now uh, similar to the temperature outside they are on pace currently with uh, tomorrow being the halfway mark on pace to win 98 games this season and nobody saw that coming from this team this year they have won 7 in a row uh, and or no I'm sorry They've won uh, four in a row, but it's six in a row against the Yankees.
1: Ooh. That's what
0: it is. So four in a row in total because they just swept them again. Yep. And that's the second sweep this year. And they've only faced them two times.
1: I mean, they're really, really proving true that the Yankees suck. Yeah, exactly. And it's not just like we used to say that as kids because
0: it's like all we had. And it was <laughs> like as they were winning championships and we weren't doing a thing. That's really like our, the only thing we could say. Yes. But now it's actually true because they just keep making bad decisions, too. Like we have Garrett Whitlock because of them. We yep. have uh, the. There's a few of the guys. Who's the other one that we have because of them? I, I can't think of his name, but anyway, he came up big this weekend, and uh, the big, the big name that the Yankees spent all their money on in the off season, Garrett Cole, Red Sox just knocked him around. His worst
1: start of the season. See, the, pro- the problem has always been with the Yankees is that they think money wins championships, whereas it's part of the equation. But you also yeah. need chemistry on team. The yeah. Guys all hate each other in the locker room. They're just out for themselves.
0: Yeah, it's really it's, it, the team just doesn't look like they are playing together. Uh, so also we have the uh, the Stanley Cup Final between Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens, which is which is very difficult as a Bruins fan to watch because you have <sighs> yeah you have the 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 in the in division rival of Tampa Bay and now the newly formed whatever division Montreal is. Like I I just cannot root for Montreal. No, never. No, not never. at all. No. It's as much as it kind of sucks. Like yeah, Tampa Bay is going to have City of Champions again or whatever. I
1: don't give a damn.
0: I know. They're, they're going to be <laughs> the first, back, hopefully the first back-to-back champions in uh, a few years now. But, yeah, I, it can't be Montreal. No. It just cannot be Montreal. Uh, but, I mean, last night, Game 1, Montre- uh, Tampa Bay did
1: win five to one, so mm, that's it's not a good bad. Start. Good start. See, Montreal is one of those teams that, as Bruins fans, we can just never cheer for. If there was mm-hmm. ever by some way of a multiverse kind of thing that there was a Montreal versus Montreal Stanley Cup final, I'd never watch hockey again.
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> I wanted so badly to go against Montreal for the cup this year. Ah, oh, I know. It would have been so nice, but. Oh, well. Uh, Over to the NBA. Those are both in the uh, Western and Eastern Conference Finals. The uh, Atlanta Hawks and... uh, Oh, shoot. Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Why I can assist
1: you on this one. No, Minnesota Timber.
0: <laughs> for some reason, Timberwolves room. I have a no. That's Minnesota. Milwaukee yep. Bucks. They are. Uh, uh, it's two to one series right now. Milwaukee up two to one. Atlanta is going to try to even that up tonight. And uh, then we have in the uh, Western Conference is Phoenix and uh, the LA Clippers. Phoenix. Has a, had a three-one lead going into Game Five last night, and yep. LA was able to uh, to hold off elimination. I think it's, it's, it's Ty Lu, the the head coach for the Clippers, has like the best record in NBA history, or something God in damn, really? in games. It like, would be elimination games. It's that's not good news the no, other team. Right. It, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it's, it's some ridiculous stat. So, I mean, part of me... Part of me it doesn't really care who wins that series because yeah. I, I like Devin Booker of the Suns. Uh, I like... I do like Kawhi Leonard. So, uh, like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George of the Clippers, uh, I like them. Uh, plus, Paul Shear. Uh, I'm a fan of Paul Shear. If you're out there listening, <laughs> I'm a fan of yours. I'm happy to see that you're happy with the
1: Clippers, uh, and I'm rooting on, rooting you on. You were out. Dude, you're funny as hell. Nice job on winning, nailed it. Loved you in the league, and so many <laughs> other things. And uh, one other crazy
0: stat. Actually, two more crazy stats. One that I just remembered from earlier I saw. Uh, but first, this one. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Both took 258 games in their career to hit 50 home runs. And it's it's just ridiculous that both father and son were able to do something like that. The, the same exact amount of games to to hit the 50 home runs.
1: It really, really rings true, like father, like son sometimes. And
0: the other crazy stat I saw is there are two players in MLB history, two or two players in AL history with 25-plus uh, home runs, 10-plus... Stolen bases and 75 plus uh, strikeouts as a pitcher. One is Babe Ruth. Yeah. The other is Shohei Otani. Otani has done that all this year. That's a fine class to be in. That is for a career.
1: That's for Ruth's career. That is Ruth's career. And Otani has done that all this season. I mean, part of me as a Sox it's, fan just kind of wants to be like, well, do how good Ruth really was. Huh? But, but I, um, no, that would be extremely underplaying the man.
0: Right. <laughs> I,
1: I know I say this every week, but Shohei Otani, if
0: you're not paying attention to him, you need to be. He is he is the thing to watch. Plus, he for the first time in MLB history the other day, it was a uh, it was a AL home game at Angel Stadium yeah, and I saw this. The, he was pitching that day. So instead of having using a DH, the Angels used him as a pitcher to hit and the National League team used a DH. This is the first time that an NL team used the DH and an
1: AL team did not. It, it, Part of me wants to get rid of the DH rule just for the fun of it. I, oh, people I, like Hopeless no, too I, much. Right, man. D- d-
0: no, I, I like the idea of DH in both leagues.
1: Because
0: eh. there are three pitchers that can hit, and one of them is a freak.
1: <sighs> yeah, but see, that's that adds more to the game.
0: Yeah, I just want to see them hit.
1: I I like the (laughs) hitting. So that's my sports for the week. So on to news, news, news of the week. This week in climate change. Oh, God. A heat wave bakes the Northwest. Seattle fish markets will likely take the greatest hit as fish scent reaches dangerous levels. Disgraced former Minneapolis police officer sentenced to 22.5 years for killing of George Floyd, I was quoted in saying that's one small step for justice, but still a giant leap away from equality. The U.S. has released its report about unidentified flying objects. I was highly excited for this, and of the 144 objects studied, it was concluded that a whopping 143 could not be explained. On that topic real quick.
0: <laughs> I saw something, a Harvard professor or Harvard, somebody at Harvard yeah. believes that that long asteroid type object that went by in 2018. Yeah. believes that that might have been an alien craft that was used to like a recognizance, like to go out and like, see
1: what... Is going on because it was incredibly oddly shaped for an asteroid, and you're talking about the one that like we didn't see coming to like two days beforehand, right? No, I'm talking about the one that that was. It, it, oh, tell me, it was cigar it was shaped.
0: Almost cig- cigar shaped. It, it was almost like a like a big uh, icicle, like like, a, like the shape of an icicle almost, where it was just really long and thin, and it, it, I'm surprised you don't know this. No, I, I think it was. One. I think
1: it was 2018. It, it, it flew by. Think think, I'm gonna have to look this one up because I mean I, I know the cigar shapes, saucers. Then you got the triangle UFOs. Right?
0: No, it was no. It it, it looked material of an asteroid but the shape of uh, I, don't, I don't know how to something describe unnatural. it yeah well no almost like a like a rock formation like yeah. a yeah. like a big ass rock <laughs> uh, obviously i mean that's what asteroids are pretty much but i mean it i don't know and, uh, it's hard to, almost like
1: chili like the country <laughs> chili like that yeah. yeah yeah i got you so yeah that's i'm about to look that one up yeah. Uh so basically all they could really say is they couldn't explain it. Mhm. Which you know, thank you. That, that Right. It, but honestly, it, as little as it says, it says a lot. Mhm. Cuz they I mean, don't know what they're it is. They're at
0: least acknowledging it. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just oh, everybody's crazy. No, there's nothing out there. Not sending people to your to the house in black suits to, to erase your memory.
1: You didn't see anything, yeah. or you're gonna go missing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in in very sad news, the uh, the collapse of the yep. the the, comp, the housing complex, the condo. In Seaside, I think, Florida, Surfside, Florida, something like that.
1: Uh, you're more up to date on the story than I am.
0: Yeah, last I saw, it was, I think, 11 dead and still over 100 missing. God damn. But I, I saw something that people can survive in rubble like that for
1: like up to like two weeks or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, as long as you're... Not pinned, bleeding. You're basically just dealing with either lack your, of starvation, water, right. yeah. starvation, and unless you unless you obviously have other issues such as fire or stuff like that. So it 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 gives some hope, but also being in Florida, that's kind of rough too. Gives oh you heat my god! I mean, the only benefit there then is that hopefully most, I mean, most of them hopefully in the shade or at least mostly covered and yeah. not near anything metal. Right. Hopefully they can dig fast, but yeah. it does show hope.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking of them.
1: Do you hey, have they, more they, for news? I got nothing else for news. No. Well, all right. So I, I mean, think we are... Oh, uh, oh go ahead. Your Yes, you
0: have your...
1: Uh, I got a couple topics. Yep. Uh, this week in the GOP, uh, they continue their long-running assault on servicemen and veterans, as many members of the GOP with no military background have begun to question our military leaders. I'd like to say this is a surprise, but this is the same party who criticized a war hero saying he wasn't tough enough to lead this country, but elected a war-dodging cheerleader. On this day in history, pop culture-wise, 1613, Shakespeare's Globe Theater burns down. Also noted, the Civil Rights Act was passed today. Yep. And my D&D tip of the week. Yes. Unless you have anything else. No, no, go ahead. All right. I don't know how you feel about this one. I know a lot of people do not get annoyed by these people, but it it has to do with uh, rule lawyers. Yeah. They can be annoying. Mm Mm-hmm. We all know that. But they're also... as annoying as they can be is as vital as they are as well. Because I'm going to tell you right now, no one's got the time to read through all those books. So the DM, especially if they're preparing a campaign, you always, they're basically your right-hand man. You need them there to basically cover the stuff that you can't do while you're making the campaign. Right. And although they can get, you know, up about it. Do an extent. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, They are vital. I will definitely say that. Um... But, uh, I mean, as it is, uh, they are the rule lawyer. The DM mm-hmm. is the judge. Yep. Final say goes to them, but I got to say, I have some appreciation for them.
0: What What does bug me is if the DM makes a decision, uh-huh. says, okay, go with it, but then somebody is still chiming in. Well, what about, the, like, no, this isn't, like, hey, the DM has spoken. All right. It is decided.
1: It is decided. <laughs> God. I don't know yeah no I, I understand where you're coming from there that's you just need to understand the rule of law there lawyer judge once more powerful right
0: <laughs> all right so I think we are ready to jump right in now to the topic of the week which I don't think we even said. What today's topic of the week is? We were all excited about what it is and how difficult it was,
1: but didn't say what it actually is. This is why it's in the title of the podcast. Exactly, episode. you all know what you signed up for when you clicked on this. And if we haven't put putting those in the title of the I podcast, we will. Okay, good. I have been yes, <laughs> but
0: no. This is our top five television series of all time. Well, uh, top five television seasons. Seasons, yes. Yeah, seasons of. Of all time. Yeah, sorry. I meant seasons, not series. That is
1: a different one on the list. Yeah, That we will get to eventually. Oh, boy.
0: Which <laughs> might look very pretty similar to what I have here. but I don't know. Well,
1: that's you, Ben. That's you.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but it was tough. It was tough. I have a long list of honorable mentions <laughs> that that could be on here. And like I said before, I'm looking at my list and I'm thinking, do I really want that one on there? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. This is my top five. Uh, some of it coincides with some of the, like, the top five lists of all time,
1: which I, I did some research, looked at some of those, like, oh, what do people consider to be the top five? I or, mean, in, in all fairness, though, you do tend to watch uh, some of the more critically acclaimed shows who certainly yeah. deserve to be on your list.
0: To, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, why don't we go ahead, jump right in? Uh, I, I went first last week, so why don't you go ahead and hit... Hit us with your number five.
1: Well, I must be fair. I have a five B this week. No, 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 no. I was it was going to be on my list, but I didn't want to give you spoilers, man. Right, but okay. That is the Clone Wars season five. mm -hmm. The season that will set the galaxy in motion for the next sixty years. The Return of Maul. Oh. I, yeah, and I know. So many I need to watch Clone Wars. final break of Anakin.
0: I watched... What? I watched two episodes of the first season because it was on that list of uh, <laughs> essential episodes. And one was, like, the first episode, and then it was, like, episode five where, yeah, Anakin and...
1: See, after a while, the show becomes not only about the Jedi, but the clone troopers as well. If you watch Mm -hmm. through the whole thing, you will fall in love with them. If you start at season three and watch through it, you'll fall in love with them. First two are a little kiddish, but that's where it started. Right. But anyway, my number five that is on this list is Doctor Who series three. This is David Tennant's second Series as the Doctor and has some of the best episodes, including The Runaway Bride, Daleks in Manhattan. Now, what actual season is this? Oh, God, you want to go by actual season
0: 34 or something? Oh,
1: I will be honest, I have not looked that up (laughs) because it's hard to keep track of. There's been, right? It's very much like the series will stop for a while, then they bring it back, but it's not considered a reboot. Because the doctor can always just reanimate, mm-hmm. so it's just always a continuation. But yeah, it's it's been around since I think the '40s, '50s, or '60s, somewhere in
0: there. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and yeah, it's one I haven't
1: really gotten into because it's one that feels so daunting. Like, oh, you do not have to start from the beginning, man. I mean, I know I started basically with the it's- most recent series, which starts with. Uh, Uh, I believe it's uh, Chris Eric or Eric Wilson, something along that lines. He's in the he's only in the first one there to start, Mm -hmm. Um, but he is. Oh, my God. I wish he had done more. Uh, He would have been great. They usually do about three seasons. But anyway, David Tennant, the 10th doctor, best doctor I've seen so far, has to face off against the Daleks twice, which, oh, my God. Fucking love the dogs, man. All they want to do is just domination and destroy everything. But also, one of my favorite episodes of all time: Blink with the Fallen Angels. Ah, oh, it's it for suspenseful horror on TV that would. I mean, this is this is basically a show that's marketed towards kind of youth and you know, like a family show. Mm-hmm. this is certainly an episode that the parents would want to watch first before showing a kid under like the age of 11 <laughs> Right. <laughs> but it's it's so fucking amazing so well done and it'll make you scared of statues all day and then, of course it ends with last of the time lords where david tennant the tent doctor has to face off against the master the only other remaining time Lord. Ah, such a great season but that's that's my number 5 <laughs> all right
0: well that yeah i like i said that. i haven't haven't gotten into doctor who but I, I based on that recommendation it definitely sounds like something i would enjoy everyone everyone i know pretty much likes it so i
1: i, I mean, it's, you like matt smith right yeah yeah at least get through the first four Seasons or so, because the uh, the ninth Doctor, amazing. Obviously, David Tennant, amazing. And then mm-hmm. you can try Matt Smith. He's good, but I mean, after you watch Tennant, it's just—I won't right. lie—it's been a little bit slower to get through. But then again, when a new Doctor is introduced, it always starts off a little slower as they find their footing.
0: Oh yeah. All right. So my uh, my number five is the fourth season of. The Office. (laughs) This one, this season is really when I feel they hit their stride. It was it was when Ryan gets gets promoted. It's the the first episode starts right off with uh, with Michael running over, uh, running over Meredith, pulling into the, (laughs) the parking lot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Is it on purpose?
0: No. No, it's no. not on purpose. He's talking to the camera. Was he upset about it? N- oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, no, he didn't mean to do it. He <laughs> He's pulling into to the parking lot. He says to the camera, oh, I feel blessed. And turns <laughs> and he... Runs into Meredith and she goes up on the windshield, winds up at the hospital. He goes in to, to tell them later, like, oh, there's been an accident and Meredith has been hit by a car. And they're like, oh my God, I was like, is she okay? He's like, well, fortunately, I was there when it happened, so I was able to, to get it, uh, get her help immediately.
1: I quickly stopped and got out to help her. <laughs> Uh, this is also see that's that's not telling a lie without telling the whole truth that's how you get away with deception and D,
0: right exactly <laughs> now this was also the season that the writer strike happened so about midway through there was a break and this produced probably the best episode of the 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 show in its entire run, and this
1: was episode nine
0: of season four, the dinner party.
1: Oh my god, I've seen this one. It, it I am not a giant fan of awkward humor that. Oh, my God. That it's episode, yes,
0: that whole episode oh is incredible because Michael and has been trying to get <laughs> Jim and Pam over to the house for so long. So he, conco- he concocts this plan that... They all need to work late on Friday night Uh, Everyone needs to stay there Corporate has said everyone needs to stay And he makes this big show He's like you know what you guys don't want to work I'm going to go in there and I'm going to call corporate And I'm going to tell them that we're not working So he goes into his office Gets on the phone You know what we're not working I'm sending my guys home And so of course sends them home Goes right up to Jim So want to come over tonight I know you don't have plans. <laughs> <laughs> Traps him right there. And, oh. and of course, uh, Andy and uh, Angela are also invited. Oh. And Dwight wants to come, but... They only one. have they only have six six wine glasses, and uh, it's couples only. Oh god! Oh
1: so god. it's so bad. I'm yeah. remembering it all. <laughs> just everything in that episode. I could, I could go through the whole thing. But if you like cringe worthy humor, or you just like awkward moments. I haven't seen a lot of this show, but I have been shown that one, and wow! Oh. <clears throat>
0: And it also had the uh, the final episode of the season is when Toby is uh, is leaving for uh, oh where the Costa Rica, Uh, (laughs) and he (laughs) they have a a going away party for him at at the at the end of a shift and (laughs) and Michael sings a parody of Goodbye Stranger called Goodbye Toby. (laughs) And every time I hear "Goodbye, Stranger," I think of "Goodbye, Toby." I can't help it. <laughs> goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby.
1: <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah. At least they were nice enough to invite him. Most of the time, they do a party like that. Oh no, they it, do it because it, it's gone. Well, exactly. <laughs> it, it was just a big send
0: off to him. But anyway, that's my number five. I could talk about that for a while. Same with my number four. This. This one is known mostly for the the opening 3 minutes of the series because it is consistently shown as one of the most brilliant three minutes of television history (laughs) and really just spot on nails america this of course is newsroom starring jeff daniels Uh, emily mortimer uh, uh oh what the hell is charlie skinner's name what the hell is that actor's name uh i can't think of his name right now but it's sam waterston that's
1: it. Oh. Sam Waterson. Yeah, say, if you could picture his face, just say law and order, uh, yeah, district I, attorney. That, oh, whoops. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Friends. Wait, so she doesn't know hello, but she knows Sam Waterson. Joey's mom doesn't speak English, but she knows Sam oh. Waterson.
0: Oh, yeah. no, that's not a... <laughs> you need to watch that. <laughs> uh, so, Newsroom is one of the most perfect... Season. This is season one, of course. One of the most perfect seasons of television history. Seasons two and three didn't quite keep up with uh, with how good this was, but it's hard to
1: to to match this masterpiece. No, it it was brilliantly done. It's a great it's a great model for honestly what news should be today.
0: Right, because it's you have Will McAvoy played by Jeff Daniels, and he is a not that it should matter in the news. News world, but he is a Republican, <laughs> and he goes to work not not like in favor of Democrats, but just actually exposing what the Republicans are actually doing, like and how things are going. And he's using his his news hour to do that.
1: See, that's the first way you get painted as a liberal,
0: right? Well, of course, <laughs> he's actually. He's actually giving facts. And one of the things that I love about this is his executive producer, uh, who is uh, played by Emily Mortimer.
1: Oh, yeah. No, she's great in that show.
0: Yeah, she's perfect. And the one of the things she says is, are there two sides to every story? The answer is no. No. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. sometimes there is only one side to the story and that's all that needs to be shown because you don't need a balance no no you need there's facts. a story yes and that's what the show did such a good job of and I feel like the second season and third got a little too much into the the background noise of it got into the yeah I kind of fell out during the second season yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can't recommend that first season enough uh, of course written by Aaron Sorkin and if you're familiar with anything else he's done uh, I mean you've got West Wing A Few Good Men oh my just, to, just to name a few
1: and if you're a fan of Family Guy you would know him as the guy who does hallway hallway scenes while talking
0: <laughs> yep Walk and Talks he, 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 he those started those so Walk exciting, and Talks though. Started the walking talks back in West Wing. So, so yeah. Good. That's my number
1: uh number four. What do you got? My number four goes back to the seventies. Uh I used to watch this show all the time, with my grandfather. That is Mash. Season three. I mean there's so many good seasons of this show, but this one it just has so many of the best episodes. It's I mean, I love the cast afterwards, but it's still got Alan Alda, Wayne Rogers, McLean Stevenson to head it off. But, I mean, it literally kicks off with the general flip to done, Which is basically general... uh, (laughs) The future colonel who would take over in season four shows up as a nutty general Mm -hmm. who basically orders the camp to move around for absolutely no reason. Mostly just because the name is Mobile army surgical hospital (laughs) right so mobile they shall be and then you have rainbow bridge which is an amazingly done episode iron guts kelly you have or which won a primetime emmy award for the episode that's that's a good one and then i mean adam's ribs one of my absolute favorites you have bombed house arrest Big Mac, the one where Douglas MacArthur is supposed to show up only to drive through the camp, you yeah. know, never stopping. And then, of course, it ends with, I'll be seeing you, Harry. Henry. Damn it. But, yes, the last episode for both Trapper John and Colonel Blake. And I don't know if you know this, but... The cast did not know what they were going to do with Blake. They basically handed Gary Berghoff, the guy who played Radar, a letter, told him to walk into the OR scene and read that letter. <laughs> and that was all their reactions to it. That one is my number four. Because it's 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 one of the best shows of all time. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. If you're like, fuck you, that's like grandpa shit. Fuck you. (laughs) You got anything on MASH, man?
0: Nope. It's one I haven't watched enough of to to form an opinion like that. But one
1: I know I need to... And Will. It, uh, I, I, I don't remember where it was. I think it was one on Netflix at the time, or it was one of the streaming networks. I went through all the seasons, and then I did it again. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I had gone through most of them with my grandfather over, like, the four years I was living with him. Right. <laughs> uh, so, now on to my number three, which is Friends Season 5. Ah, uh, Yeah, you say biff. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched a single thing you've you've said yet. Yeah, What? I. Oh my god. <laughs> We're gonna have a talk anyway. after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both ways. But this is the one. Ah, oh, God, now I'm gonna blow stuff for you. Well, this is I the one. Want... Okay. That it's the one right after Ross says Rachel, where Ross uh, says the yeah. wrong name up I, at the altar. Yeah. You've, your boy, your, your girlfriend I've seen I've it. Seen it. To, yeah. I've, I'm familiar with it. I, I just okay. am not. And then you have the shocker that uh, uh, Monica and Chandler are sleeping together. Mm-hmm. Which eventually leads to.
0: Monica and Chandler! Monica and Chandler! <laughs> Monica and
1: Chandler! <laughs> You are completely right, sir, as that one is the episode one where they all find Mm -hmm. out. Get off my sister! Yeah, I I remember that. Episode 14 (laughs) of that season, man. I mean, this one is just a classic, dude. You also have the one with all the Thanksgivings where they all go over their worst Thanksgivings, Mm -hmm. including the one with Chandler where he finds out that, oh, mom and dad are sitting here and I'm sitting with them pool boy comes over or the waiter whatever he is me and your father are getting divorced why looks over at the pool boy winks looks over at the dad oh mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the one with ross's sandwich where he gets suspended from work because his boss eats his sandwich in the fridge I remember that one i can totally agree with that as long as you write your name on the back i don't know never had it happen but I mean, this is just one of the best seasons. It ends with them in Vegas. Joey's big break, which is not really his big break. I but must, the whole I must say classic. that this what you A4.
0: what you did mention, I did recognize those episodes. So that probably would be the episode I would pick, if I would, <laughs> or the season I would pick
1: from that show. It's either that one or four. Man, both are absolutely amazing. Not to mention the entire fucking back and forth between Ross and Emily the entire time. He's, he's yeah. like, wait a minute, Rachel's like. But wait does, does Ross saying my name mean something and Ross is like crap how do I make this work with Emily and Emily is basically like fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it uh, it's such a great back and forth definitely one of the best seasons
0: now my uh, my third pick is the third season of Game of Thrones. Now, I know this might be controversial because of how everything ended with the show.
1: It ain't season seven, man. If you'd pick season seven, I'd have a right now. season eight. That's it, season eight. Yeah. Season seven wasn't bad.
0: No. I didn't hate season eight, but no, it's not on my... T- uh, but
1: but I, anyway... As a fan of the books, though, I know. you had an idea of where it was exactly. going.
0: Exactly. Anyway, uh, season three... So many things happened this season. I mean, we knew in season one... At the end of season one, okay. Warning, right now, there's going to be spoilers. But I mean, the show came out how
1: long ago? I gave a few spoilers for Mash, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, Mash is 40 years ago, so yeah. But I mean, Game of Thrones was if you haven't watched Game of Thrones at this point, that's on you.
0: Plus, uh, this was like 2013 or something that this season came out. So, and and 2011 for what I'm going to reference. But no, season (laughs) one when they when they killed Ned that that showed that pretty much that no one was safe anything could happen but to the extent that they took it in season three it transcends Everything people who don't watch Game of Thrones, people who don't pay attention to fantasy, anything know about the Red Wedding. Yes. I mean, everybody knows what that song means when they play Reigns of Castamere. And see just that, uh, you say the words Red Wedding and people know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter what genre they fall into, what group they fall into.
1: See, it, you had read the book. I hadn't read that. No, book. I didn't. I, I had not read it until this and point. And you refused to tell me what was happening. You son of a bitch. Well, no, I I hadn't read this point yet. Oh, you hadn't. No. Oh, so your heart was ripped out as well. Oh then. yeah. Oh okay. No no Sorry. no. no I, didn't, I, I didn't. I thought you were pretty much like no, this has got to happen to you. And it's like Why no didn't no you no. Tell I me? knew
0: <laughs> after this, I was not going to be surprised anymore. Yep. And that's when I read through everything.
1: So you're so hopeful up to that point,
0: and then it's just <laughs> right. You think all right, this is uh, all right. The Starks are. are are coming up, but
1: uh, Arya is so close
0: to be home, and uh, oh my god, but also in in this season you have Daenerys finally getting the Unsullied. Uh, Yeah, she
1: really starts to become the badass that she is.
0: You have... Jamie Lannister losing his hand
1: in this, yeah, and this that, was a good one because I mean you have Daenerys really starting to take who she is. Right, be, Jamie begins to get humbled, which which he I mean, doesn't last. It mean, doesn't last yeah. amazingly long, but I mean it it does change his character. It,
0: uh, it does because I mean after he loses his hand, you finally have him stepping up to to defend Brienne of Tarth, yeah, uh, and going back and saving her. Because it was the what made bear bear in the maiden fair uh, where she's forced to fight a bear and uh. he like jumps in to help save her. And but you also have in this season, Jon Snow and Egret. Uh, uh. they there.
1: The love knew nothing.
0: Yeah, exactly. That this, that was this
1: season. You know, nothing, Jon Snow. That's where this came from. And I oh, sorry, I would have followed that girl anywhere. Okay, you want me to just turn against my people? Uh, no problem. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> just season three of Game of Thrones took it to a whole other level. And then seasons season four <laughs> was, was was close to being on my list with Oberyn Martel. Because uh, he was just such a great character. But no, that that whole thing I knew was coming and yeah, so, yeah, that
1: was a hard. That was hard to watch on TV, let alone understanding it through the story.
0: <laughs> right. Oh yeah, the, it was one of those. Like I knew it was coming, and I was just hoping. To, like maybe they're going to change it. Like no, it's going to be different this time. I, 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 but no, maybe it'll be the No, no, this is like no. George listen, R. R. Listen, to, <laughs>
1: listen to Tyrion.
0: Listen to Tyrion. Put a helmet on. Put a helmet
1: on. <laughs> Dude, George R. 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 Martin and Robert Kirkman. Yeah. No, ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Ain't happening. The dead. So yeah. They're dead Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's my three. On to my number two. My
0: number two. This was very nearly my number one. I I, I flipped these back and forth a couple times, uh, but my number two is season four of Dexter. Ah, uh, I consider this to be. I've heard a rumor. I, I, I saw this too. I'm very. Okay. Yeah. All right. the season four of Dexter featured the Trinity Killer uh, with John Lithgow.
1: That man is brilliant. I,
0: I never knew he could play a character like this. I mean, obviously. What he did in Footloose was one level,
1: but... See, I hadn't seen Footloose to that point. My knowledge of him was from Thirty Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah,
0: yep. Oh, yeah. See, Third Rock from the Sun. That was what I mostly knew him <laughs> from. So that was that was at the top of my list for, like, knowing him, and then was Footloose. So I knew he had, like, something like that in him, but not not to this extent.
1: Yeah, no, it, it... I mean, it really shows his range, Right. It, he,
0: he plays, obviously, uh, what, Arthur. Uh, Arthur, not Morgan. That's a Dexter Morgan. It's Arthur something. Uh, and he, of course, is the Trinity killer. And he shows up that season. And Dexter decides he has a few chances to kill him. Like, he has a. He he knows exactly what he is yeah. knows how bad he is but Arthur Mitchell. Mitchell that's it I was like Miller kept coming and I was like no that's the playwright but yeah Arthur Mitchell I knew it was an M
1: see he almost becomes like a father figure
0: though right that's that. that's uh, yeah. but he also has he has Harry warning him the whole time he's like no he's like when are you gonna do this like it's, uh, right this is, this is this is against
1: the code like. right
0: and he. <laughs> he spends the time learning from him and because he wants to be able to have that kind of life where he can just kind of turn it off and yep. and be with his family
1: well because this is the first season he has the baby right too, he right? has Harrison yeah. this season
0: and uh, he and Rita are are happy they're they're planning a a, a getaway the honeymoon and you realize that once Arthur figured out that Dexter was lying to him and who he was, everything, anything was on the table. Uh, and, and the this last... season
1: changed the course of the show, man. Right. Well, I mean, I was this was the, this was the last... Anyway, but but yeah. this was
0: the last great season. Yes. Because seasons one, two, and three were fantastic season 2 a little meh for me but 3 with Jimmy Smits oh yeah was no, he was incredible. amazing incredible and then season 4 took it to another level and
1: which one was 5 I'm having a hard five time 5
0: was the one with Julia Stiles do you remember her? yeah like she was like he found her in a in a attic somewhere like she was chained up in an attic and oh, he saved God. her Lumen I think was her name Lumen
1: wasn't that a later season? No, No, you were completely right. No, no, because
0: season six was the Doomsday Killer. Yep, and then season seven was the Brain Surgeon, Uh, or was no season eight was or the the final season was the Brain
1: Surgeon. File season was season I eight, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I, I we should know this offhand, but who knows? But that's all right. Uh, They're coming back. I'm very excited about that. Yes, Brain Surgeon was season eight. Yeah. But
0: anywho, uh, they, they are planning their getaway to finally have a honeymoon, Rita and Dexter. And... Um, She's going to leave just before him, like be be at their destination beforehand. And he goes home after uh, after taking air taking care of one last thing, like finally getting <laughs> Arthur <laughs> yep. and completing the ritual. And uh, he gets home and gets a realizes he has a voicemail from Rita saying that she's decided to take a later flight, uh, ha- like forgot something at home, is back at the apartment, so he gets in there and finds her dead body in the tub with Harrison on the bathroom floor
1: screaming. Like father, like son again. Yeah. Like father, like and son.
0: And that moment when it happened, my jaw hit the floor and I was just not the same. It, it it changed Dexter. It changed the show. It changed everything. Uh, And everything really went downhill after,
1: after they killed her. I mean, obviously it's a great shock to the show. It was good, but ultimately they kind of needed, more of a direction, because it was kind of like after that they just kind of jumped to different kind of plot points each right. season. They weren't so much trying to develop a, more of a relationship with him, at least until Hannah McKay came in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, hopefully the ninth season. We'll see how that one goes. I'm excited. The original writers and producers and everything are involved, so...
0: <laughs>
1: There's hope. Yeah. Alright, so what's your number two? My number two is... Season 5 of the Comedy Central hit, South Park. I don't know if you'd agree with this one. Have you seen it, up to season 5 of South Park? Uh, I don't know. Well, Maybe, I, if, new, maybe if you... Okay, well, uh, basically the season starts off with the absolute classic, It Hits the Fan. Where throughout the entire episode, all they're talking about is this TV show on that night where... It's going to be a cop TV show, and for the first time on television, they're going to say shit. Oh. And throughout okay. the entire episode, I think they say shit around 300 times. Mm-hmm. There's a counter in the corner, and I love it. After that, you have <laughs> Crippled Fight, which introduces Jimmy Vollmer. Oh, love that one. Uh, the absolute classic episode, and one of people's favorites, Scott Tennerman Must Die. Uh-huh. Oh, God. that. I mean... If you haven't seen South Park and you just want to watch an episode at the end, you're, just, you're a cartoon that will just make you jaw drop at the absolute end. This is the episode to watch. Uh, you have Terrence and Phillip behind the blow. Cartman Land, where, you know, Kyle almost loses faith because he's got a hemorrhoid and Cartman's got a amusement park. You have Towley yeah I one do the, remember Tell. Yep, one of the first introductions him. to him you have the Osama Bin Laden episode you have the entity where Kyle's cousin comes to visit and then <laughs> three great episodes towards the end of this how to eat with your butt I remember that one yeah. that one's an absolute classic
0: then you have now the Kyle's cousin one is that the one I, that has a joke in it where he's like where he's having trouble concentrating he says something like oh maybe you should go to a concentration to- camp <laughs> Carbon, yes. yeah Carbon is fighting it he's fighting I, I can't say it
1: but yes yeah. Kyle has given him money not to insult him and in the middle of the class he's like I have a hard time concentration camp and Kyle just goes "Carbon," he goes damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> He was trying so hard. <laughs> oh, but yes, that is... Yeah, oh, my God. I, that, I always remember that joke. Oh, that one's a freaking great one. Then it also is Here Comes the Neighborhood, where Token invites uh, other black families to come live there, such as the Smiths, Snoop Dogg, and so on and so forth, which at the end of the episode shows the true racism of Mr. Garrison, mm-hmm. who would futurally be elected president. Ooh, see that coming. But... It ends with two of the best episodes ever. The second one... The second to last is probably one of the saddest ones, yet being one of the funniest ones. Kenny dies. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> Obviously, if you've only seen the first few seasons, Kenny always dies. Right. But no, this one, Kenny has a fatal disease, and throughout the entire time, all the kids can say is, Kenny can't die. Kenny can't die. Well, this time Kenny dies and he does not come back for a little while. Right, when does he finally come back? I believe it's not for a season later. Oh. So he the just, whole season. Yes. But the best part is he literally just walks <laughs> in on camera at the end of the thing and they just, like, oh, hey, Kenny. Hey, yeah. where are you, about? Walks on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But it, it ends with the most classic episode, which is Butters' very own episode. It's like the first episode you're really introduced to him Is he's going to be the new guy of the group. And in the episode, Butters is told to go out and spy on his dad because his, his mom's wondering what, you know, he's going out and getting him for their anniversary. And it turns out he's actually going out to porn, gay porn theaters, and then going out to... Uh, to have sex with other men. Mm -hmm. But to Butter's understanding, he's just saying, oh, he went to the theater and saw Fisting Fireman 5. And then, oh, he went to this towel place and he was wrestling with some guys, but he wasn't so great. This one black guy had him pinned down for like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Which eventually leads the mom to go crazy, attempt to kill Butters by pushing the car into the river with him in it. And then... Basically says he disappeared and is joined by uh, Gary Condon, O.J. Simpson, and the Ramses all in the defense of some other guy did it. Yeah. <laughs> the entire episode is just absolutely ridiculous, and I fucking love that season. It's, it's amazing. There it was a hard time picking with South Park, but that, that has the most classics in it. That is my number two.
0: Well, good choice.
1: Thank you, sir. All right. What is your number one? My number one is a much more recent classic, and that is Stranger Things, and I'm going to go with season one because, I mean, all the other seasons are amazing. I love them. Obviously, there's some dud episodes in there, but season one does not have a single one. Season, I mean, it's a debut, right? It introduces you to the show and immediately almost makes you crap your pants with the introduction one of the things too that I love is the way that it's set up with the 80s is they hide the monster until nearly the end right it gives you that suspense you know like that too many movies these days show you the monster show you what they can do and at that point when you see them you know you already expect what to happen
0: and us as d folks obviously this oh hits god. a special nerve because uh, it's just four friends right off the bat just playing d
1: yep oh my god right The Demigorgon. One day I will bring that to the table. Yeah. (laughs) And my players will rue it. Rue it! But anyway, yes, four D&D friends. One of them is taken to... Oh, uh, God, I'm... The upside down. The upside down. Thank you. I was thinking the underneath or the underdark. And I am way too into (laughs) D&D. But anyway, he goes missing. You have this epic friggin' monster that is just hunting them down. All the D&D references and all the 80s references, but as just a classic horror fan, I mean, this season was perfect, and I don't think anything else has captured it since.
0: Yeah. And that I, is why I,
1: it's my number one.
0: I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. That that first season, it also was kind of a reintroduction to, uh, to Winona Ryder. Oh, my people God, yes. People may have forgotten how good she really is, because, I mean, she pops up in, in Star Trek for for like two seconds because she plays Spock's mother what yeah she plays Spock's mother on the planet on Vulcan when it's being destroyed the movies or the sh- in the movies yeah. oh okay in the movies I have not seen the movies oh yeah she plays Spock's mother uh, he like he he shows up on Vulcan trying to save a bunch of people from from the destruction winds yeah. up saving his dad but isn't able to save his mother because at the last second she's standing on a piece of rock that's falling and that falls as everybody else is being beamed out.
1: See, it's those kind of surprise cameos that can revive a career. I mean, look at Mike Myers in uh, Glorious Bastards. I mean, obviously, it hasn't been you know as out there and stuff, but he's had much more work. Mm -hmm. and it's building back up. He's got some more stuff coming up. Yep. Yeah, those kind of things can help save a career.
0: No, and and I don't think you have a more. flipped opinion on a character too that from season 1 to season 2 oh, yeah. then what's is it Billy? Is it or no, Billy's the the asshole. The the one Oh my god, uh you're, you're the one who looks about, like uh,
1: John Ralphio. <laughs> uh
0: with that hair, that 80s hair. You're he, talking
1: about he, Steve Harrington. Yes, Steve, that's it. Played by Joe Keery who was Born the next town over from where we are actually recording this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but yes, I mean, he hates him so much in season one one. Villain, yes,
0: and he redeems himself in the end in such a glorious way, and and then. It just gets so much
1: better. Right,
0: he becomes a better character too cuz he's cuz he's not just that 80s asshole that, that no. he was before and
1: Now he cares. He's got friggin' Dustin as his it's like his little yeah. brother, a annoying <laughs> little brother. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh god, yeah. I mean that one of the, easily one of the best face turns ever in TV.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh on my number 1 my number one is my favorite all-time TV show. And this has so many seasons, it's impossible to pick just one, it seems. But this, of course, is The Simpsons. <laughs> and this is season five. I had to go with season five. This is really when they're hitting their stride. Episode two is my I, favorite episode of I, all time. I would like to point out a trend
1: here. I had... If you count 5B, I had three season fives. How many season fives are on your list? Well, this is just one. Oh, you only have the one? Yeah. Still, though, I mean, four out of 11 ain't bad. No. It's good for Major League Baseball. I
0: (laughs) I I think, yeah, seasons three through five definitely take the cake. But no episode 2 my favorite episode Cape Fear this is when Sideshow Bob gets out of prison <laughs> oh, and God. he has the when he's in jail though he has this great joke because he has a tattoo that says Die Bart Die and he flips it to say <laughs> oh no this is German for the Bart the, and you just hear the whole court. I oh remember. And one person in the background. Oh, no one who speaks German could be an evil man.
1: One and, of the most classic Simpson lines I, ever. I, every
0: time that is said, I laugh so hard. So this whole time, while while Sideshow Bob is in prison too, he he's mailing letters to to Bart, threatening him. He's he's using he's sending them in blood, and.
1: He's really pricking his finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah blood he's, pricking, he he's, pricking, he's
0: pricking his finger, writing in blood. But he he also starts writing his shopping list in blood too.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, it's so many times he's losing a lot
0: of blood. But then Snake is is over there. and you just, <laughs> Use a pen, sideshow Bob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Back out. It's, and it's sad when Snake is the voice of reason. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this episode, of course, is known for the classic. Classic joke of stepping on the rakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it's 19 times. 19? Uh, something like that. It, but it, the oh. whole reason they did that was just, just, just
1: to say. fill time. It's just to fill time. But he's such a brilliant gag. I, I don't know what right. Just maybe the fact that every time it's like. It's, it's his the a reaction. reaction. <laughs> Turn Smack. drunk. Smack. <laughs> like I said the point like every time he gets hit, doesn't he doesn't have the chance to open his eyes back up before <laughs> step. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's one of those you'd think it gets old. But no, no, every single time he hits, it's funny, <laughs> and yeah, it's because the episode was running short. Which uh, every minute of this episode is filled with a joke. It, it's, yes, it, it's of course a parody of Cape Fear, the the movie with Robert De Niro. Do, when,
1: he's, when he's underneath the car, no, the, oh, the, the, the remake with Robert field. De Niro. Through, yeah, like oh, who wants to take the scenic route through this cactus field? I do, I do. No, no. Oh,
0: two out of three. <laughs> And then when they get <laughs> to their destination, he just lays there in the middle of the street. Says, oh, surely there's no harm in lying in the middle of a public street <laughs> and of course proceeds to get run over, get get run over by a truck, and then there's a parade. <laughs> of course there's a parade out of nowhere, just down the middle of the street, and then there's it's elephants. Such and like, oh, oh not God. the elephants, and they're all it's stepping such over his Bob's head. Luck. Right, but what's funny is that the elephants are all spelling out. If you read their, uh, the the banners that are on their sides, it's like celebrating Hannibal's crossing of the Alps on elephants.
1: As a big fan of Hannibal, I did not know that, and I have a lot of respect for that joke now.
0: (laughs) it's wonderful but you also have not to just stay so centered on that episode but you've got Rosebud that season where oh my god where uh where Mr. Burns goes on an adventure to find Bobo his lost bear uh we've got boy scouts in the hood in this where bart joins the uh d- the junior campers oh, uh, and gets the he wants to get a pocket knife and has <laughs> to read a book on it and of course the book is called don't do what donny don't does <laughs> <laughs> that episode that episode also says ernest borgnine uh, uh Oh, the last temptation of Homer is is in this season where he go where there's a new coworker played oh by uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, and they go away on a work thing together, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna have sex. <laughs> oh, we don't have to. Oh, but the fortune cookie told me. <laughs> well, fortune cookies aren't
1: always right, but it's so sweet and tasty. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part is she." wasn't against it <laughs> no but uh, no she he Obviously eventually made the right wish decision wishes,
0: yeah, yeah and, and Marge came down and oh, yeah and, throws it throws you off oh, there oh Margie so you came and you found me a turkey <laughs> on my vacation away from worky <laughs> thank god man the, this whole season is wonderful <laughs> you've got you know, Bart gets famous where he oh my he god I didn't do it. The, exactly I didn't do it you He's famous just for saying those three words. I didn't
1: okay. do it. Look words. at Little Wayne's career, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three words can get you far. Four words,
0: anyway. But he, he goes on the Conan O'Brien show. <laughs> Starts saying, uh-uh. Sit perfectly still. Only I may dance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Should hand him a joint like Seth Rogen did.
0: Yeah, there's there's Homer and a poo. Where oh, that's
1: a classic.
0: They, yeah, a poo. Who needs the quickie mart? Now here's the tricky mart. Oh, won't you rhyme with me? Oh. I shouldn't be singing like that. I apologize. <laughs> uh, Deep space Homer. Homer oh, goes goes to space. Joins NASA. He's and, he's calling. And, and he's man, calling but, up in the beginning. <laughs> He's calling around trying to to find tang. Like, just trying to find where he can find the orange tang that you put in drinks, like, water and make a drink of. And I figure if anyone knows how to get some tang, it would be you. Shut up. Hello? President Clinton? Bart gets an elephant. Oh, uh, that's a classic Stan- Right. Where's my <laughs> elephant? Where's my elephant? Probably one of my favorite lines that Homer has is in that uh, the, he gets pulled out of the tar pits by Stampy. Yeah. And he goes, I'm alive. And I owe it all to this feisty feline. But Lisa goes, Dad, feline means cat. Elephant, Lisa. It's an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my, my brother Bobby would always have me just say that line. You guys could quote, like, the first ten seasons of that show. Well, yeah. I mean, this this season pretty much exactly. But hey, there's, there's so much in this season. If you're going to start with an episode or with a season of The Simpsons, make it season five.
1: That's a good recommendation, man. All right. So... Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I got. You got anything else to say? I mean, outside of some honorable mentions of basically just oh, like God. Walking Dead Season 3. Well, so yeah, many honorable three, mentions. Rick and Morty 3, Breaking Bad.
0: Break. Oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I, you know, I we, almost went Season uh, 3 on, on Breaking Bad, I think.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Season 2, I was thinking I was going to go with. Yep. But... Other than that, I got the list of the next one. Uh, if you want right. a D twenty on there, we can roll. Yeah,
0: let's go ahead and
1: let me bring that up. That's a good
0: list, man. Yeah, th- this was this was definitely a tough one.
1: There's a lot of fun though.
0: Roll a D twenty. Ooh boy! No, don't. There we go.
1: Fifteen. Best video games. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
0: So we go from Tarantino characters to seasons of TV to video games.
1: We're not making the road easy on ourselves.
0: Video. I think I wrote this down at one point. Like I, I, I had this <laughs> when we were originally going to do. Uh, this podcast, I think I wrote
1: down my video games, but it's probably changed since then. Oh man! <laughs> well, I know a new one that's gonna be on my list, and that's gonna be Mass effect that yeah, honestly, might be up there with number one. <laughs> well, it's never been a game I've been desired to complete. so well, good. All right, so that was us. Be sure to
0: uh, like and subscribe. Sorry, there is no video this week, but we figured with the uh, situation we had, we we're just recording together. It was easier to just record on this uh, on the microphone here. Not really worry about any video.
1: Yeah, worked out.
0: Yep. So uh, we hope to see you next week, and uh, have a great week. Stay safe out there. Bye bye bye.